to our uh, our second uh, area here that we're going to preview. Let's go through stars to watch for each team. You're going to take the offense, so I'll hit, I'll set you up, and you run through uh, real quick your offensive players to watch for uh, each team, and I'll take care of the defense. So uh, you're the glamour guy. So who's your offensive player to watch for St. John Bosco? Uh, it's not a glamour position, but I'm going to stay with my theme, and I'm going to go with Wyatt Davis because he is a beast, and he yeah. will mow down defenders, and he will keep the blindside covered uh, for Ralph Mitchell or any of the you know quarterbacks. Um, and he's going to you know he's the cog in that in that line, and um, you know that's why you know they'll they'll be you know successful on that left side that he's he's covered. That's sir. Yeah, that's uh, a senior uh, committed to uh, Ohio State. Um, how about modern day? Who's your offensive player to watch? And I'm going with Amon Ross St. Brown. Um, <laughs> he's the most important of the receiver groups, believe it or not. I mean, he's versatile and he can do so many things, and he's very strong. Um, and I think that will surprise you know, a lot of people. Um, and when he went down last year out of that slot position, it it severely hurt modern day's offense, and I um, mean he's put together a solid uh, spring and solid summer, and he's been their best receiver. I was wondering about on Amon Ra, and I did my Hot 150 rankings, and I ranked uh, very high. I think Amon Ra was fifth, but I ranked him fifth uh, my Hot 150, which is my list of impact players to watch this year. And I ranked him one spot ahead of his brother, uh, Osiris. And I was wondering if anybody, some hard, hardcore fan, or even not a hard, hardcore fan, but anybody going to call me out and say, what are you doing? You know, uh, Osiris was the first team all-county last year. How can you put his brother, younger brother, ahead of him? But no one really uh, has said anything so far. It's been online, and it will come out in the paper tomorrow on Thursday. I guess you were agree with me when I put yes. Amon Ra ahead. Sorry about that. Yeah, Dan, I was yeah I was in agreement with you on <laughs> that one. All right, hey, let's move on to uh, Orange Lutheran. Scotty, who's your offensive player the, to watch? I'm going with the newcomer Stanley Berryhill, uh, the transfer receiver from Arizona, and he's the key to their offense because it's going to allow another playmaker in their uh, in their set to go along with McKinney and Lyles. And it's gonna it's gonna take the pressure off McKinney not having to hit to, you know, to get some rest so he doesn't have to be on offense all the time. Um, and that's gonna help them a lot. And Barry Hill you know, put up some good numbers last year when in Arizona I believe he caught like forty four catches for almost nine hundred yards and I believe eight eight or nine touchdowns. Um and so, you know, him coming over, you know, is is cool is key for for that offense, and that'll be a name to to look out for. Yes, yeah, good insight there, um, Scotty. And I think he can run some of the slot. I watched his huddle, and he's a dynamic guy. He's a playmaker. He can, you know, he can take it. He can he can get to the end zone. He he finds the end zone on his highlights, and he does run some slot. And he's got some good speed. Uh, not a big biggest guy, but I think he, you know, he's about five ten, and he complements a, a taller receiver in Lyles, who's about six three, who's maybe more of a deep threat. Um, 
So that's an interesting uh, duo, and I agree with you there. How about your Servite offense player to watch? I'm going with the quarterback, Tyler Lytle. Um, and there's been so much talk about him. You know, we all talked about him being hurt, getting uh, missing a lot of last year, despite, you know, not doing anything on the field. And he's, you know, he picked up a lot of offers um, going to Colorado. Um, but he just hasn't done it on the uh, uh, on this on the field, and when he has all the tools. He's a big kid, good arm, um, you know, and he's going to be the key, you know, to whether or not uh, you know Servite's successful. And, and when him going down, it kind of derailed. It changed their offense a lot last year, um, and with Matt Simpson or Simpson having to come in and, and kind of go, you know, more of a running. Uh, style offense yeah it was an Aaron Simpson I think he did it did a uh, did a a commendable job also he's a uh, college baseball player now so he did pretty well for the Friars Um, all right let's uh, wrap up with your your uh, offensive players you're on a roll Scotty how about how you hit Santa Margarita and Jay Sarah for uh, both of those I went with Richard Wagner um, and most people probably say Calcaterra Grant Calcaterra but Somebody's got to get him the ball. So if he doesn't have, get, he can't get the ball, then he doesn't become, you know, a, a success on offense. So uh, having Wagner, you know, um, you know, do well and, and, and distribute the ball, I think he's, you know, going to be the key to, to their offense. He's a big kid, um, throws a nice ball, and when Casella went down, you know, he filled it nicely. Um, for Jay Sarah. I went with Matt Robinson, and he's right. Mr. Do-It-All do for Jay Sarah. Um, and to make any upset run, um, Robinson's going to have to be their man, and you know, you're going to have to keep the ball in his hands as much as possible, whether he's running it, whether he's throwing it, um, and that's going to be a, uh, uh, an inevitable task to do because everybody's going to probably be keying on him, but um, he's the guy that makes them go. Were you at the Jay Sarah modern day game last year where he broke that spectacular uh, 28-yard run and made about uh, six or seven Monarchs miss? Yes, I was, and that was probably the best run I've seen in a very long time. <laughs> and, and it was. He, he juked out about five or six guys uh, en route to the score. Yeah, he's athletic. He probably is more, a little bit more athletic at this stage. This is, and I, I, this is an observation I received from Greg Biggins, uh, another trusted source uh, from Scout and Fox. He thought he's a little bit more um, athletic than his brother um, at this stage uh, as a junior. So that's pretty promising for uh, for uh, for Riley um, O'Brien. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, um, Matt Robinson and his brother is uh, Nick Robinson. So, um, so yeah, Riley is a little bit maybe or more advanced than his brother um, Nick. Um, so let me give you my uh, defensive stars to watch. Uh, we'll start with uh, St. John Bosco, uh, Jacob Cowler, uh, defensive end, several def- uh, Division One offers. He's the uh, co-defensive player of the year last year in the Trinity League. My uh, and I'll get I'll ask your reaction at the end if you have any reactions to these, uh, Scotty. But I got at modern day going with Quentin Lake, the uh, cornerback, recent UCLA commit, looked great to me in the summer. Could be the best defensive player in Orange County and the Trinity League. He's the son of former uh, UCLA and Pittsburgh Steelers star Carnell Lake. So 
not too surprising, I guess, that he went to uh, committed to UCLA. And at uh, Orange Lutheran, uh, I got uh, safety, Brandon McKinney, Washington commit, very hard hitter. Um, I think he could challenge Lake for perhaps, uh, and Collier for uh, Defensive Player of the Year in the Trinity League. And then you already touched on Servite uh, cornerback, Keith Price, um, a tall 6'3 cornerback, maybe 6'2, um, kind of a lockdown type. He takes big challenges in the Servite Mission Viejo scrimmage. He locked up with Austin Osborne, and I heard that uh, Keith looked good, and uh, so did Osborne look good. Two county guys, but that's, I think, what Servite's going to ask uh, Keith to do is lock on one of these talented receivers. Maybe it's Terrell Bynum, his ex teammate um, at. Uh, at Servite. Um, and then at Santa Margarita, I'm going with the young guy. Heard good things. Uh, Mace Funa, uh, just a sophomore, um, transfer from Utah. Interesting. He's got some Orange County ties. Played some Pop Warner in Orange County. Um, but he's back home. He's got BYU and Utah offers. And like you said, Scotty, Santa Margarita doesn't have a lot of returning starters. So um, this could be an impact guy that they're uh, that they could really uh, use. And I've heard he's looked good in in uh, in the lead up here, and then I'll end with uh, Jay Sarah with Riley O'Brien. Uh, uh, already mentioned him as a, a defensive back, pen commit, versatile player. Um, he can play receiver, Wildcat QB, um, can you know return kicks. Um, so he's uh, he's a jack of all trades there, Jay Sarah. But any uh, reaction to a couple of these guys? Uh, I mean, I, I, I know it, it probably is going to sound boring, but those are exactly who I would have, have uh, tapped. Um, every single one of those guys is a big time on on their team and and in the in the Trinity League. So, good job there. All right. Oh, excellent. Well, let's get to uh, our final uh, portions. This is some of the fun part here. Um, predicted order of finish we're going to cover here now, Scotty. And before we get your predictions, I want to go over. Uh, real quick, the uh, standings from last year, which uh, first place was St. John Bosco, which was their fourth straight year at 5-0. and They've won 21 straight league games. Second was Modern Day at 3-2, so Monarchs did not get un- uh, get out of there unscathed. Uh, you know, it wasn't a 4-1. and they-, they got upset late, I think, by Jay Serra, um, and obviously lost to Bosco. And then it was a dogfight like it usually is, a three-way tie uh, for third place. Uh, coin flips were part of this thing, I believe. And you had Orange Lutheran, Jay Sarah, and Servite Owl at 2-3. and three. And then Santa Margarita, 1-4. So what do you think uh, this year, uh, Scotty? What's the uh, Scott Barajas order of predicted order of finish? I'm going to go with the Monarchs. I think they can, can, can take it this year. Um, my number two is going to be Bosco. My number three is going to be Old Lutheran. My number four is going to be Servite, and my number five is going to be Santa Margarita, and Jay Sarah not very far behind. I actually Santa Margarita and Jay Sarah. That's going to be you know that game between them is going to be who determines uh, the fifth and the sixth spots. But that's who I got. All right. Well, that's actually the same exact order that I have. Modern Day, St. John Bosco, Orange Lutheran, Servite in fourth. Uh, with a, maybe a decent record um, with their uh, with their schedule, and then I got Santa Margarita, uh, Jay Sarah, 
Modern Day, number six in the uh, prep national rankings by Max Preps, and number nine is St. John Bosco. But hey, to to offer some, you know, some uh, contrast to our rankings, Steve Fryer, uh, the uh, franchise uh, columnist there at the Register, his order predicted a finish um, was Bosco first. He picked Bosco and Modern Day second. And I'll also point out that um, that the coaches poll uh, of the Trinity League coaches, they voted, and they also voted uh, St. John Bosco 1, Modern Day 2. And um, so and then the third place by Fryer and the coaches was was third. So what do you think about this, Scotty? Were you, you know, um, and I know from talking to Greg Biggins as well, I, you know, he was doing some rankings, and he's, he's like, I can't put Bosco ahead of Modern Day until they... Um, you know, until they've, uh, I can't put Modern Day in front of Bosco until Modern Day has actually beat them. You know, kind of that whole, sl- you know, sl- saying about you can't to beat the to be the man, you have to beat the man. What do you think about that? Uh, I mean, I agree to an extent, uh, but a lot of the times, um, I mean, they're very close as far as like you know, you know what they have both return as far as you know players. Um, but I know I've, I saw in another poll where, you know, the team was returning zero starters, but they were getting the ranking based off of their name. I mean, that's not right. I don't I don't care if how, you know, you know, yeah, you have to beat the man, but but it's a preseason, you know, it's a preseason ranking, you know, with no returners, you're you're that team is going to get the, the, the rating ahead of a team that has. You know, most of their guys coming back, and they only had two losses. Um, it, it, you know, like I said, it makes for good discussion, um, and that's what this is all about. Um, right. You know, and it, it's true. I mean, that's, I, I agree that, that you know that they have to, but I just think that with what they have, you know, we're going by you know because we're putting everything on paper. We're not playing the games. You know that that modern day has enough to 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 win this year yeah well you know and i and i actually in some predictions with the register i actually predicted that the uh i believe modern day and saint john bosco are going to play twice i think they'll play for the you know they'll they're obviously going to play i can give you that we can give everybody the date now it's october 21st the game's at cerritos college but that's going to be in the third round of the trinity league and that's the date they're going to play then. I think they're going to play for the CIF final as well. That's that's my prediction. Um, so maybe you know, I you know, I think Modern Day is going to obviously. Uh, I think they can win both games. Um, if they don't win, uh, I I, still, I think they can win CIF too. Um, but I think a lot of things going to have to go uh, in their favor. But I think this could be a big you know huge year for Modern Day. Like you said, injuries will be uh, very important. So. Um, but that's my thought, and I, you know, this is our predictions. I mean, if I, um, you know, I, I just, I think Modern Day's offense is just loaded. Um, got a good offensive line. You know, so many playmakers. I think they have the athletes right now uh, to compete with uh, Bosco, and uh, I think JT Daniels could be the is is you know you start looking at that quarterback position. You know, it's it's uh, that could be the difference right there. Um, 
Well, let's look at the preview of these uh, games. Week zero. This is Friday, August 26th. I'm going to run through these games real quick. Um, and I'll actually we'll go one at a time, and I'll I'll, I'll ask you a, a quick reaction or any thoughts on to these games, Scotty. So let's start up. Uh, Modern Day opens at Bishop Amat. What's your thoughts on that game? Um, it, you know, obviously, you know, Modern Day's favored, um, but most are expecting a blowout. Right. But I think Modern Day will come in, take care of business, and get out of there. You know, Rollo doesn't want, you know, it's not going to be lopsided. And Rollo wants to get his the guys in. He wants to get the, the subs in because he doesn't want, you know, you know his key guys getting injured. So, um, you know, Amat lost a lot last year, uh, this year, I guess. They're off from one of their running backs, uh, Sweet. I can't remember his first name. He actually transferred to Upland. And right. He was actually their best, their best player. So, um you know, look for somewhere around, I'm going to go 42-7, 42-14 game, but, you know, most people I have heard were, were taking, you know, that Monterey was going to put plus 50 on them, but I don't think they'll they'll do that. Yeah, I read a, a similar uh, thumbnail sketch of Bishop Amont from uh, Fred Rebello, uh fine uh, San Gabriel Valley uh, prep guru, and uh, he uh, was painting a similar picture of uh, Amont this year. Um kind of a reload uh, deal and they got a tough schedule so um, how about uh, now you got Servite uh, playing Fountain Valley um, I believe this game is uh, at Huntington Beach High School on Friday night uh, Fountain Valley is the host uh, Servite uh, took these guys out pretty good last year uh, that was a huge game for uh, Lytle uh, I think he threw for about 420 some odd yards um uh, now you have Fountain Valley with a new coach, uh, Jimmy Nolan. Uh, great guy. Um, uh, turns around programs. Uh, very inspiring individual. But this is his first game. He came in late, and I think uh, they they lo- they've lost a lot at Fountain Valley um, from graduations and a couple of transfers. Um, this seems like it's going to be an uh, uphill battle for Barons. This. Uh, I give you know Jimmy Nolan needs some time over there, and I don't know if he can get it done in the first game. Nah, it's it's probably of all the league games, it's probably be the, the biggest blowout of all the games. Um, Fountain Valley, I think, was listed I think at nineteen in, in the Orange County poll, and uh, I don't even think they should be in the top twenty-five. So that one's that's a very tough you know game. And Lido, I don't know if Lido's going to you know light it up again, but. Um, uh, yeah, that that game is is just not going to be a nice one. Yeah, let me see what some of the young uh, Servite kids play in that game, and we'll be talking about them next week on our Trinity League broadcast. Santa Margarita at, uh, at Mission Viejo—that's the uh, OC game of the of uh, the week. South County rivals, private public. Uh, can't believe they're actually playing. I, I don't know uh, personally. I, I'm shocked that this game is was even made. Um, that, you know, I don't know how uh, Mission Viejo coach Bob Johnson, how did he not know he was going to be going to Division One? We all could have told him that um, a year or two ago, that, you're, you know, when this gets revised, you're going to, you're doing so great, you're on a roll with Brock, you're going to be going Division One, coach, so now you're going to schedule a Division One opponent, uh, you know, but uh, maybe there's some other things that we don't know, but surprisingly, um, 
this game is being made. I doubt we'll see more of these games. But South County should enjoy it this year because you might not see it. And I think the Diablos are going to, you know, they know what they're doing there, even though they have a new quarterback in Matt McDonald. Uh, Rob Johnson's the number one play caller there now that uh, Brock and Brett have taken off. But I think uh, Diablos lost a lot on the O-line, D-line, but they still got you know, it's a lot of studs on that team with Colin Schooler and Elijah Griffin. And But uh, what do you think? Uh, on paper, I think, you know, Michigan looks like they walk away with this early. Um, but, you know, for some reason, that Santa Margarita, I think, is going to be in this game. Um, they actually, from what a lot of reports I've heard, is that they scrimmaged Centennial and looked pretty good. Helped. You know, stayed with them for a little bit before Centennial got warmed up, but um, but I still think Michigan is going to take this game. Um, and, but and I think it's going to be it'll be double digits. It, you know, it, it'll okay. be more more than 10, 10 points. So, all right. And I'll combine these last three games so we can uh, wrap up our show. And I appreciate all the Tree League uh, fans sticking with us here and. Uh, joining us on our first podcast and i sure hope you you've heard some insights and you'll be joining us uh every week but uh what jumps out of you about this trio here scotty you got the uh, defending three double a state champion la mirada team taking on orange lutheran at orange coast college um la mirada as you know uh, lost 42 7 last year to modern day in a non-league game but then they got going at the you know at the end of the year. Then you got Jay Sarah playing host of Sacramento at uh, Saddleback College. Uh, Sacramento is a pretty uh, interesting team. They were ten and two last year. They're kind of from the Clovis West area where Coach Hardigan has some roots. They score a lot of points up there. Um, they have a pretty stacked schedule too. And then on Saturday. You got St. John Bosco playing St. Xavier uh, at uh, of Cincinnati, Ohio, at the University of Cincinnati. Uh, any of these uh, three games uh, intrigue you, Scotty? Uh, the Olu La Mirada and the, that one actually is more intriguing because I think that one's going to be the most competitive of the three. Um, in like La Mirada, you know. You know, they took on the big three early on, and then they rolled afterwards, right. um, and they returned a lot of guys, um, and you have that experience back, so that, that I mean, that's going to be a good measuring stick for both teams, you know, for Olu and La Mirada coming out of the gate. Uh, the Bosco, um, St. Xavier uh, game, um, you know, I think modern. I think I think they're coming off of a seven and five season. Okay. You know, it's a national game, um, but I've also heard that they've lost their quarterback and running back due to injury. Oh wow! Um, and um, but everyone can catch that game on ESPNU at two o'clock on Saturday oh, to get excellent. a taste of the of the Braves. Um, but I think their lines are going. Like I said, that's what, what what I've been told is that they're. They're, you know, they're going to dominate that game up front. And as far as uh, Sarah Sacramento, um, you know, they were a playoff team last year. Right. Uh, but they do return a 1,000, 1,300-yard uh, rusher um, who scored 22 touchdowns. So he's probably going to be their main threat. Um, 
but I still, you know, I think, you know, Jason, you know, in that Trinity League, Proudness will take care of the Sacramento Dragons. Yeah, Sacramento actually this year is also playing Folsom. Um, so they're, uh, they got a nice, uh, couple of nice non-league games there. So Folsom's a, uh, Northern California powerhouse, state, uh, powerhouse. So that's, a. um, that's an interesting uh, game. You know, what I uh, heard about the uh, Bombers of St. Xavier, they have a, a six foot four, two 290-pound Clemson offensive lineman commit, uh, a guy named Matt uh, Bach Hor- uh, Horst. Um, and then, I don't know if he, I guess I'll have to check on that, but if the quarterback, I heard they had a good quarterback, this guy named Sean Clifford, who's a 6'2", 210 uh, Penn State commit. Um, also, uh, maybe uh, invited to the opening. So I was interested, uh, if I have that right, um, I didn't know he was hurt, but um, I was thinking this would be a great opener for Bosco to face a, you know, a real top quarterback, because you know, I think you know, they got to start getting ready for JT Daniels at modern day, and I thought this could be a pretty big game for uh, Bosco. But yeah, I, it, that's true. I, I mean, it's it's what was you know what was. Uh, I mean, no one we know, no one likes to speculate, but you know, with all those uh, with the national boards, that's you know, everyone uh, from that area, from that Ohio area, was uh, talking about that that they've had some injuries now. Um, whether or not it was, you know, they just said, said they lost some key guys and that, that, that it was going to make their run at Bosco a little bit difficult. So okay. we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, and then so. I, I looked at some rankings for uh, Ohio, and I saw that they uh, St. Xavier came in at six in um, Ohio rankings. I have a feeling that that's going to be with Bosco having a new quarterback, and if this quarterback's going and that game's – Right in uh, St. Xavier's backyard. I know uh, Bosco's traveled well before, but I think that could be a pretty good game, but we'll have to wait and see. So, um, Well, Scotty, it's been great talking to you once again. I'm excited to be talking to you all year, and I'm assuming you'll be at the modern-day Bishop Amont game. Yes, I will. All right. And uh, Orange County football fans can follow me. I'm checking out a, uh, a great Orange County game. I'm going to be at La Habra taking on El Toro. So i got two OC teams playing each other, and I'm looking forward to some uh, some new players. we got a, you know, obviously a def- uh, reigning CIF champion in La Habra. So, uh Looking to see that I'm looking forward to that game. So, well, Scotty, it's been great talking to you, and uh, I uh, interested to hear what you have to say after the uh, the opener for Modern Day. All right, well, Dan, I'll keep you posted and uh, let everybody know what's going on out there. All righty, and thanks again for listening to us on the Trinity League Football Podcast.